Hola, hola, hola. Bienvenidos a mi sótano. Welcome to my basement. That is my Spanish lesson for you today. Huh? I'm Francisco Suarez, your host, and this is from Suarez Basement, a podcast I put together every week with a lot of love, that's for sure, to be able to create bridges between you, the audience, and those experts in the field of communication, media, and the art. Your company means everything to us. Thank you for tuning in every week to listen to us, to watch us in our YouTube channel. Thank you so much. And of course, thanks to WCNY for their partnership. It's thanks to this partnership that we're able to bring you some of these experts. And today we're going to be talking about cinematography, which I'm fascinated about it because for me, it's one of the most important part of the puzzle of visual storytelling. How you use a shot, a camera shot to tell the story. And we couldn't ask for a better expert to be talking about cinematography than Steven Meisler, who is a cinematographer for the Netflix hit TV show Queen's Gambit. Steve is also very well known for working with director Steven Spielberg for camera work in movies like Ocean 13, uh, Catch Me If You Can. I mean, you name it, he has an extensive and very strong resume to be talking about cinematography. And like I always do, I have a co-host. Love having somebody to share the screen with me and to share the podcast with me. And I'm very glad today to have a good friend, a colleague of mine, Jacob Todd, with me. He's a professor at the Cinema Screen Studies Department at SUNY Osvigo. Of course, he's a big fan of cinematography and Steve work. So we couldn't ask for better company to start this new episode from Suarez Baseball. Thank you for being here. And let's start this episode right away. Here we go. Well, Steven, I want to welcome you to my basement from Suarez Basement. Of course, it's called from Suarez Basement because I decided to start this podcast in the basement of my house. And the whole goal of the podcast is to be able to create bridges between those students, uh, faculty members and people out there that are um, fascinated by the industry of the communication media and the arts, and they want to learn from people like you, in this case, that are the experts. So I really want to welcome you to Francois Basement. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you really for taking the time. Of course, I need to start with the question, uh, kind of the elephant in the room in the sense of the pandemic. How are you doing? How is your family? But also more important, how do you feel the industry that you work in is changing because of the pandemic? Uh, it changed. I didn't really work last year. Um, I, I actually, the only work I did last year was timing the Queen's Gambit, which was, which took me about a month. Um, so uh, it, it's been a, it's definitely a, a very in, inward looking year and a, a very um, kind of soul testing year, but in, in an interesting way, it, you know, maybe we as a civilization kind of needed something like this in order for us to slow down and, and see what's most important in our lives. Stephen, thank you so much for joining us. I'm really delighted You have uh, such a distinguished career and um, with just so many excellent films uh, uh, on your resume. And uh, so I'm just really excited to learn um, and talk on sort of on behalf of my students. Um, so what, what, do you, what are the challenges? I guess I'll begin with sort of what are the challenges of working as a cinematographer in sort of, you know, st streaming series compared to the challenges of working as a cinematographer in feature filmmaking? You know, you've, you've got experience in both. So well, first, I have to say I'm really impressed with your background, 
Jake. Um, that's a really uh, it's a really cool system you have here. And I like the 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 film strips that you're having. It it, it harkens. I I still am a film lover, um, and, and um, you know, I, digital has brought some things that are are unique and, and interesting things, but it's but there's it maybe lost a little bit of the magic of film. Um, that being said, uh, yeah, that being said, uh, I really, I don't find there much difference. I haven't approached anything on what I've done on films as what I've done on TV. Um, I, I think it's kind of the projects that I've been searching out in TV that aren't, um, uh, that, that feel more of a whole story. And, and I, I try to find uh, directors uh, and and people to work with that um, have a singular vision and, and can carry it out throughout the entire entire show. And I like to be able to be on the entire show. I kind of look at it as one really long movie and kind of Queen's Gambit. We kind of approached it that way. You know, it, it, we it's it was it was a eighty to ninety day schedule, and it was all you know we it wouldn't have been any different in a movie as a two hour movie. We just happened to be a seven hour movie. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it definitely shows. You know, I think that's the thing is that the, sort of the production value um, in these series is, is like a feature film. I mean, there, you really couldn't really differentiate the two uh, when you look at them. Well, I think it also in, in TV, too, you have you don't have all the scripts written all the time and you have different directors that come in and you have different DPs that come in. So sometimes it gets lost in, you know, that that through line that you need that, yeah. that can really you know, you see, you know, you might see a pilot of something. And it's like, wow, this is really cool. But then it goes on and like, well, what happened to the style of the pilot? And you're, yes. You know, that, yes. That yes. Yes. Kind of, kind of loses that, that sort of thing. And I, I've, 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 you know, I've been very lucky to work on feature films a lot of my career when I was a camera assistant and it, it kind of helps me keep the, help me to want to keep a standard and want to keep a, um, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, passionate about the craft making of film and, 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 you know, every, every shot is, is its own, you know, should be its, its own thing. And, and you shouldn't have to waste any shots and you shouldn't, you know, it, it, it needs to be, you, you really, you know, it, it is the art of st- storytelling and the art of how to tell a story with a camera and, and mm-hmm. how to move a camera and, and go through, you know, reading a script and knowing, seeing it, you know, I read the book too. Okay. I started from the book and then reading the script that Scott Frank adapted and who also directed it. Um, it, it really, um, you know, it, it, it I, I love that part of, of starting to visualize it and starting to say, oh, these, you know, you start to have it and you can't get out of your mind or you wake up at three in the morning and you're like, oh, I got this great shot that, you know, it's like, I know mm-hmm. how to do this. Mm-hmm. And then it comes into fruition and you actually do it. And it's kind of why I like to operate because um, I, I think- want to be part of actually making the shot. I don't think uh, yeah, I yeah, and not do it, and that no excitement you have when you finish when you get a shot that you've actually visualized yeah. for so long is a really magical moment. Yeah, yeah, I totally. And yeah, and, and totally Steven, I have to say something. Oh my God, this is so awesome because actually in my class we're starting right now camera shots and camera movements, right? So I am trying to make my students understand the power of a shot the storytelling behind a shot um and what you just talk about it what you just say is so important 
uh, the idea of don't waste a shot. You cannot waste the potential of a shot to tell the story, to elevate your story to a different level. So, of course, we're starting close-ups and middle shots, and, and they, they still don't understand, you know, when I ask them, well, why do you use a close-up here? Like, well, what is the point of the close-up? They still don't get the point that, yes, technology is true. Technology has changed. We have now digital. But the way you tell a story from Alfred Hitchcock to is the same. The power of that shot is for me the most valuable and most important aspect of any storytelling, visual storytelling. And I think that, that you bring up a really good point too. What I do in prep is to come up with the director a visual language. And that's where it really starts. And it, and it really to have a cohesive, to have rules, to have a set of rules of how you're telling it, where, where are you telling it, you know, for example, Queen's Gambit, we, we knew that we were going to go through, it's through Beth's perspective. So a lot of shots you see that we follow her a lot uh, in wider shots, but then cut back to her and closer to see what she's seeing and, in a very simple way. But I mean, it, you know, you start to develop these sort of, uh, of ways of telling the story that you, you need, that you, that you want to, you know, that you, and it becomes easier when you get to set because, you know, once you've set up those rules, you know what shots not to do. You know, you're not going to do a lens from outside, outside looking in like a voyeuristic sort of thing. Or, you, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're not going to use wide lenses really close or you're going to, you know, you, you become, you know, I know what these lenses are going to help us tell the story. Mm -hmm. All in the pre-production. Pre-production is a key yeah. factor. Key yeah. factor. I have to say for the pre-production that, and I've been talking about this, the location manager and the production designer are also very key in the uh, in the pre-production and finding that that is, uh, in, in going out to scouts and finding these locations and talking with myself, the production designer, the director and location mm -hmm. manager. And then obviously costumes comes in and becomes also, also a, a, a very huge Mm -hmm. piece and, and I think one of the things that really helped us in Queen's Gambit is the cohesiveness that we all had uh, and I think it was kind of a testament to our director Scott Frank to help us you know hiring people that we can we, who really can you know color wise tone wise layer you know um, and visual style to, to, to have all of us work as one instead of each trying to kind of make their movie by their, their department mm. kind of saying we say yeah yeah, you're, it's great. You're touching on these areas that uh, some of the questions I have, collaboration, yeah. you know, planning, you know, knowing, you know, the, the style, you know, sitting down with the director and other collaborators, production designer and getting it, getting it before you go out, getting it down on paper, having it planned out so you know which shots right, what feels right and which ones are not right for this. Um, so I, I, I'll just, I, go, yeah. I go back I go even one step further and I actually bring the camera. I use a red camera. And I yeah. bring the camera that I, I, I bring a red camera. It's in the small, I like it because you can get into a very small yeah. module, kind of set it up like a still camera. And I use the lenses that we're doing and I go to the locations and actually set up shots and actually block scenes, you know, kind of with whoever's there, the location manager, or yeah. our first AD and we kind of block it out. So we even have a, we have like a sketch, like a pencil sketch of where we're, where we're going. And it, yeah. it helped. With, yeah. We love to hear that. That's the kind of thing we encourage our students to do. You know, I know that semesters are a very tight amount of time for them to work, but it, it really, you can tell the, the difference between the, the, the projects that have done the research and homework and prepared and have really spoken to one another. You know, sometimes these students, have, you know, oh, I just, so-and-so jumped on this project and they, on the day of the shoot, 
And those conversations really need to you know, happen way before anybody steps on, on set. So I, I've got a question um, about production. So you collaborated, you know, Steven Spielberg and Janusz Kaminski on, on such exceptional productions from Minority Report to Catch Me If You Can. Um, what did you learn from working with that team? You know, you, you team, time after time, you, you collaborated um, with this, you know, this distinguished uh, team of filmmakers. Uh, what did you learn from those experiences? Well, I, with Janusz, who I worked with before I started with Steven Spielberg, um, you know, who, who taught me, first of all, loyalty. I was like, you know, we worked on such low budgets and for him to help bring me to start to work with him and he could have like got a top crew instead fought for mm -hmm. me to come with them. I was just a second assistant camera at the time um, when we first started working with Steven. Um, so it, that part and also uh, Janusz is, uh, he always takes chances and always tries to push the limit and always in, in, in film too, where you don't know what's gonna happen. And it's a little, mm -hmm. you know, it, 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 to, to also go to that edge of darkness and where darkness, where you really go to that point and to, to explore that, I, I really admired that from him and, um, and, mm. and the chances he takes and the boldness and just to, um, you know, there, his, his cinematography is such, strong images and then there's such you know they're you know the very it, it's it it has the the dynamic range from darkness to light in, a sh in shots are, are so extreme in, in, in a, such a a beautiful way it's kind of something i i've bought from him and and steven of course is um you know how to tell the story with the camera how to how to layer the shot how to you know he's you know I, he, he always um you know, early takes you become simple, but you realize all of a sudden he's seeing something. He adds something every take to go that makes it so much more interesting. And just the way he he you know, I I think he's one of the best mm. um, people I've ever seen of how to move a camera and, and how to tell the story with the camera, as opposed mm -hmm. to sometimes you see a lot. And I I, hate, I always bring up Michael Bay, and he always moves the camera, but you know, it doesn't really mean anything. It's to move the camera, to move the camera. And that's never, that's never the reason to move it in my, my opinion. Um, but that's what I brought from both of them. Um, you know, what's so great is this, you know, I, part of me is this kind of, uh, you know, just nerding out over all your expertise. You know, I love talking, I love talking film formats. I love talking about um, the different tools in cinematography and lighting. Um, so I, I guess I'll go to the question about, um, um, you know, how is working with these different formats, 35 millimeter, 16 millimeter, the Red Ranger, your smartphone, um, you know, how, how important it is? What are the benefits of, of having a diverse experience with these tools um, as a cinematographer? I think it's just knowing what, the, what tool to use. What's the correct one to use mm -hmm. for the job? You know, I think it's it, it's knowing, you know, we did actually use some 16 millimeter in Queen's Gambit. There's some of the black and white footage of, of uh, the young Borgoff uh, was, was 60 millimeter. And, awesome. and yeah. you know, was asked, you know, is asked, well, we can just shoot, shoot it with the red and then degrade it and make it look like it, but it doesn't have the same feel. Yeah. So, you know, and you don't, and I've, you know, I, I've, I've, I've enjoyed um, a, a lot of these uh, films that are shot on iPhones. Tangerine is, is a real yeah. beautiful film shot all on an iPhone and, and really is, is a beautiful piece of art. Um, mm -hmm. You know that, that doesn't it doesn't so matter of what the tools you use; it's how you use it and to use it for the right reason. Mm. Awesome. Yep. That's you know that's what we try to do in, in our program is 
just you know use an array of tools um, from eight millimeter to DSLR, 16 millimeter, uh, just blend them. You know, like I said, you'll, you'll know when to use it creatively, but to have the experience early on, then you start to think, imagine what that scene looks like in that format with that texture. I always, I admire the film JFK and I admired how many, that's a great example yes. of a film that uses so many different kinds of, of, of films and stocks and from 16 to eight to 35, yes. you know, and, and really goes in a, in a really nice way and blends it in a, a very interesting way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And talking about Queen and Gamble, of course, I mean, were you, when did you realize, oh my God, this is a hit. This is, this people is really watching. I, I got to tell you my own experience. Uh, when somebody told me that the story of this show was about people playing chess, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch this. However, I fall in love immediately in the first episode with her character. And of course, with the cinematography, with the, with, with the concept, with the costumes, with the setting, with the, and, and uh, it's a fascinating show. So he become this huge success for Netflix. But when do you realize in some point, oh my God, this, this is really a very good quality product? I knew it was always going to be a, I mean, while we were doing it, we, we, there was, we, we knew it had, we were, we had something of great quality. Um, I didn't think that people would want to watch something about chess. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we spent a lot of, one of the things we spent a lot of time on and, and is how to make chess exciting and how to, how to tell stories and how, how to tell it in a way. But I never knew that this was going to be seen and had a reception of this way. Um, the Queen's Gambit, this story has actually been, um, the, the, the original, uh, uh, Walter Tevis wrote the book and um, the, uh, a person, uh, Alan Scott, uh, a producer, who was also a writer, um, um, wrote some, and he had the rights to it in the late 80s and has been trying to get it done for the last 20 years. Uh, Bernardo Bertolucci has tried to do it. Heath Ledger has been tried to do it as a feature film. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it was not made because of, of its lack of, you know, it, it wasn't gonna, it wasn't picked up and people didn't think that this would be great entertainment, but mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, uh, Scott Frank, because we, we worked on, we worked on Godless together in Netflix and Netflix had a lot of faith in Scott and, and mm -hmm. let him, you know, and, and Scott had a, had a good vision of breaking it into seven episodes, which I actually think helped, helped it um, rather than it being a, a two hour feature film and kind of gave you more of a flavor of each of their tournaments and, and her journey that she goes through. I think it is kind of, it, it is more like a novel as opposed to, you know, sometimes you see a movie is kind of a short story. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that I think that's one of the things. But I was never to to watch the reaction that people had was amazing and, and really beautiful to see. And um, you know, I, I you know, Anya is is a big part of that too. She's she was so you know she's oh yeah she's, she's fantastic. pretty and and all the actors. Well, I you know all the people and, and mm -hmm. you know it's a lot of and, and the score, the editing. You know, all the people who the, the everyone who contributed really put their heart into it and you know again that cohesion of, of everyone was on the same page and trying to to tell the same story i really i think i'm excited to learn um i don't know if you're putting together a, a light kit 
that could be transported by two people? It's kind of a strange question, I guess, but uh, what kind of lights and wattage would be in it? Like if you were just, you know, to be able to go out, I'm thinking for my students and on the small projects that we work on, which is, uh, you know, this is what we do. Um, so yeah, what would you put together? What wattage? You know, what I'm excited to use. I've heard there's a light system called Anthem and I'm trying, I, okay. I, heard, I heard it's really interesting. I'm kind of interested to use it. Um, I don't have... I don't have a specific light package that I like to use. Okay. And I, I, I use a lot of different gaffers. The gaffer is the person who helps me mm -hmm. with, with electric. And I kind of like to see every time when I work with different gaffers, what we're, what they like to use. Mm -hmm. um, especially, you know, I, I come from camera. So uh, the technical part of lighting is not my expertise. I know light quality and I know, yeah. you know, but it, 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 I've kind of, um, I, I, I'm still learning that aspect of okay. it. You know, and it's so, so, you know, and like it, you always want to learn and always want right. to. So that's, I'm, yeah, that's kind of why I asked. Yeah. I'm kind of curious of the, 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 this anthem, um, you know, I've, I've used. Yeah. It. I'll, I'll look that up. Yeah. Cause you know, we, um, often are just putting together what we can, you know, whatever, you know, we have, of course the classic little light kits, there are 500 Watts that you, you see in most, uh, cinema programs. Um, but then, you know, LEDs, different kinds of LEDs, some even hardware lights that we put together. Um, you know, you can kind of really put together with some clamp lights and some hardware lights, something that, that, that works quite well. If you can put some parchment in front of it and, and shape it up. I kind of just some, sometimes just moving, using practicals, using lamps in the yeah. room and just how you use mm -hmm. that and putting them on dimmers. Um, you know, you, you can really, I, I did a whole series, uh, where I used, five lights in the entire five movie lights in the, in yeah, the yeah. and using it. And it's just, again, it's more knowing what the location is and knowing, knowing the light of the location and knowing what, what is the interesting angles in that. And that just takes, that takes practice. That takes experience. It takes taking a lot of photos, being a photographer, you know, just mm -hmm. really, you know, that, that, that anyone can do. If you just go out and see the world through a lens and, and, and keep on practicing that to mm -hmm. me is the, mm -hmm the best part and to listen be quiet and listen watch other people do it and how they do it and and take from it and i know roger deakins does his podcast and has a really interesting you know his website um you know oh, yes it, I think it's a really uh, a wealth of information um of how to do things or from what from his perspective mm -hmm. Steven, I don't have words to thank you for your time to allow us to learn from you for the students to be able to have this connection with you and everybody who's listening out there. Uh, thank you so much for being part of From Suarez Baseball. My pleasure. It's been really great talking to both of you. Thank you so yes, much. Thank you, Stephen. It's been an honor. Yeah. And thank you, Francisco, for introducing me to Stephen. <laughs> My pleasure. That's what we're here for, to create those bridges between the experts in the field and our faculties and the students so we can learn from from them so that's that's the goal of the podcast <laughs>